Welcome to module three. How is genetic consenting performed? The learning objectives of this module is to inform and to educate non-genetics healthcare providers on genetic consenting. This module will enable HCPs to be aware of the essential criteria to carry out a genetic test, to understand how genetic consenting could be delivered and recorded, and finally, to be aware of the traditional approach to genetic consenting as well as its challenges. What is the information required for genetic testing? Well, first of all, the type of sample required. A gene mutation test is undertaken by examining the patient's DNA in the specific regions of the gene. DNA tests can be performed on any sample from which sufficient DNA can be extracted. In practice, however, blood is usually taken and DNA is extracted from white blood cells. However, a sample of buccal cells from the inside of the cheek may also be used. Information about how the samples will be securely stored and the usual time period for the result to be available should be obtained from the laboratory during the test and should be conveyed to the patient. The fact that the results are confidential will only be shared with other health professionals or other relatives with the patient's permission. What are essential criteria to provide informed consent? In order for a patient to give informed consent, three criteria must be satisfied. First, the patient must have sufficient information about the test and the implications of the result. He or she must have received sufficient information in an accessible format to allow them to make an informed decision. Secondly, the patient must have the capacity to make a decision about the test. And thirdly, the patient must be able to communicate his or her decision in a clear manner, free from coercion. How should genetic consenting be recorded? Consent is a dynamic process. It is essential to ensure that the information is given, is understood, and that consent is given without any coercion. This can be recorded by hand in the notes or via a formal consent form. It can be done with varying degrees of formality. In some centers, a formal consent form is used. This can help to ensure that all aspects of the information giving and consent are recorded. Consent for the test, for storage of the samples, and for the disclosure of information about the results to other relatives and health professionals should all be recorded. The traditional approach to genetic consent and counseling involves referral to a genetic counselor following in-person oncological assessment. In the traditional genetics-led model, patients receive genetic counseling from a trained genetic counselor following referral from an ecologist. However, this traditional BRC test testing pathway involves two genetic appointments for testing following initial discussions with an ecologist. And particularly from in-person discussions with genetic counselors, the traditional approach can be associated with limited resources and with significant time delays. The traditional genetics-led model can be optimized by embedding genetic counselors in oncology clinics. Genetic counselors are embedded into multidisciplinary teams in oncology clinics. 
or genetic counselors provide pre- and post-test genetic counseling and obtain consent for testing during visits to the oncology clinic. And finally, providing cancer genetic service on-site in oncology clinics significantly increases referral to cancer genetics and timely completion of genetics consultation. There are, however, challenges that we observe with this model. There is a limited number of trained doctors to provide genetic counseling. In some countries and centers, there is complex access to testing. There is very often a lack of streamlined process, and very often there is also a lack of administrative stuff. Informed consent and withholding information. What information could we provide to patients so they could make an autonomous decision while not being overburdened or directed? There is organizational constraints, there's language barriers, there's a lack of space for uninterrupted counseling. And very often there is missing written information material for patients. There is issues in attaining and maintaining proficiency, challenges in keeping up with genetic information and maintaining proficiency in some centers. And there is of course other constraints. There is insufficient experience, a lack of training as a psychotherapist. There is too much time and effort for non-medical organizational tasks. There is deficient cooperation between institutes. And there is, of course, also a lack of up-to-date data. Increasing numbers of patients are being referred for genetic testing and or for genetic counseling, but there is a shortage of genetic counselors. The capacity of genetic counselors is rate-limiting and presents a potential barrier to the implementation of BRCA testing for patients with or at high risk for BSE-associated cancers. It is expected that the current restriction of counseling to clinical geneticists in several countries will lead to a shortage in counseling slots and to a prolongation of already long waiting times. The increase in referrals and the desire to meet the demand for genetic counseling has already led some providers to implement innovative service delivery models. With the increasing availability of high-throughput testing platforms and the growing number of indications for PARP inhibitors, the number of patients requiring genetic counseling is expected to increase and increase over the next couple of years. As a genetic counselor put it, the number of patients that are being referred is increasing and our biggest hurdle is that it's impossible and unsustainable to hire the number of genetic counselors that are needed to keep our wait times low doing a fairly traditional service delivery model. In summary, a gene mutation test is undertaken by examining the patient's DNA in the specific regions of the gene. DNA tests can be performed on any sample for which sufficient DNA can be extracted. Genetic consent for the test for storage of the sample and for disclosure of information about the results to other relatives and healthcare providers should all be recorded. And the traditional approach to genetic counseling counseling involves referring to a genetic counselor following in-person oncological assessment. However, there is challenges and limitations with this model. 